This DJ takes requests and then throws them in the fucking trash can. Hey, what's up? This is David from the band Disturbed. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Peter from Flames. Let me hear from Motorhead. You know that. Some people get all the luck. Hi, this is Vernon Reef of Living Color. Hey, everybody, I'm David Ellison from Megadeth and with Vic Rattlehead from the Wake Up Dead video, who ironically appeared here for the 25th anniversary of the Peace Cells album. He was the one being passed around over the heads of everybody while we were in the cage playing. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Mike Patton. You are now about to witness your DJ for this evening. Hello. Hit me. This is a test. <laughs> It's serious. It's a dream. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Ladies and gentlemen, let the rhythm take you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rhythm. The music. The music. Music. Oh, I love the stuff. Now, here comes the music. Are you ready? Okay, boys. Here we go. This is Planet Chaos. Welcome back. That was that was directed towards you. Oh, Elsa. me. Hi. Since, <laughs> since you decided not to show up last week. Because I had to work my other job, right? Excuse me. I had to work my other job earlier today. I still here. All right. We have two back-to-back action-packed shows today. Oh shit. Yes, yes. Six hours of Planet Chaos today. Oh my god. I hope you got a lot to talk about. Well. I don't want to say no we, shit. We watched an awesome documentary last night about the Illuminati. Yeah, we did. Did you? Yes. So we're going to be discussing that. Um, you did. I didn't. I know. I, what the fuck? And also, I came up with the uh, top ten greatest classic movie scenes. I'm going to throw that out there today, too. Okay. Thanks for, you know, including me in on that, too. But, you know. Oh, I'm sure you'll agree with most of them. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> none of them coming from porn, are they? No, no, unfortunately not. Because I wouldn't know, but you would. And uh, we're we got the top five greatest songs from films. Yeah, we do. I'm glad you amended your list because that original list was shitty. Oh, I told you it took me 15 minutes when I was on my break to come up with That's that. Crazy. I amended it. Absolute crazy. I think I kept like one or two songs. So, we're going to get this show rolling. Brand new song from Papa Roach off of their upcoming album, which I can't remember what the fuck it's called again. Wow. <laughs> You're on the ball. But brand new Papa Roach. The song's called Still Swinging. <laughs> An interesting piece of information I just recently found out. Yes. There is a good chance. What? You're pregnant? No. Oh. There's a good chance. Okay. That Barbara Bush's father. Okay. Is Alistair Crowley. You're so full of shit. I'm not full of shit. Yes, you are. No, I'm not full of shit. <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, even like even if you look at the woman, she looks like him. She looks like a spitting image of him. I'm telling you. Know. Okay. I mean, if you, you, you don't believe it? No. No, like, I need to see, like, face, like, comparison. I, I need to do this. I need to compare. It's kind of creepy. It, it's very creepy. Look. Hold on. Let me get situated here so I can take a 
better look. I got a picture pulled up right now, side by side of Aleister Crowley and Barbara Bush. The same nose. That's probably about it. The eyes, the the arch of their eyebrows. Eh. Same forehead. Same eh. mouth. Dude, I got the same forehead as that. <laughs> oh no, this is the Antichrist. See? Don't watch out. But I mean, it almost looks like she's the female version of him. Uh, all right, sure. How creepy would that be? Uh, the, the former first lady, the offspring of Aleister Crowley, the most evil man who ever lived. All right. You're not. You're not buying it, are you? No, I'm not. Why is I'm that? Not. Because Why is that? I don't see it, but. <laughs> I just don't see it, but okay. Alright, we'll go Okay, but there, there is evidence to prove that it's a possibility. Okay. Wait, what okay. was her maiden last name? Pierce. Okay. Hold up, though. Okay, Pauline Pierce, Barbara Bush's mother, was friends with Aleister Crowley, maybe more than friends. Pauline had a reputation of being a bit on the wild side in the 20s. It's been reported that she and Alistair were in France together around September-October of 1924. Upon return to America and her boyfriend here, Pauline gave birth to Barbara Pierce. Fearing retaliation from James I, the Pierces changed their name from Percy to hide their involvement in the gunpowder plot of 1605, starring Thomas Percy, Robert Catesby, and of course, Guy Fox, the fall guy. Yeah. Uh, so. She probably got into a lot of shit back in 1924 with not being married and being pregnant. Just saying. Hence probably why she married the guy as soon as she got back. Okay. I mean, we already know that the Bushes have a dark, mm. twisted past. We all know about Prescott Bush and his involvement yeah. with the Nazi party yeah. and, you know, him and J.P. Morgan having – J.P. Morgan Jr., rather, having yeah. their assets seized by the government and being tried for treason. Okay, so that's George W. Bush's grandfather, Prescott Bush. What if his other grandfather on the other side of the family was Aleister Crawley? <laughs> okay. It makes a lot of sense to, for him to be as twisted as he is. Still. He gets his fascist beliefs from his Nazi grandfather and his evil ways from his Satanist grandfather. <laughs> okay, well, alright. Also, I mean, you look at George W. Bush, looks exactly like his dad. Well, yeah. That's look at Jeb. It. Jeb looks like a young Aleister Crowley. Oh my god. Have you ever seen Jeb Bush? Not lately. Yeah. Not lately. But like, I haven't seen him in about a week, so sure. <laughs> you got a picture of Jeb Bush pulled up here? Yeah, no. He, he looks like his dad. I'm sorry. No, he doesn't. There's a resemblance right there, but no. more weight. He does not know. No. No. No, I don't see it. You don't see it. What? You're not buying into any of this, are you? Matt, you're going to have to convince me somehow. 
Convince me. Convince me. Pulling up a picture of the young Alistair Crawley now. Oh, oh, denied. Just got cock blocked. Ah. Can you see it now? Ah. Kind of, sorta. Ah, all right, I, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, if this, if this is true. So, well then, if that's uh, true, imagine that fucking bloodline. They need to, they need to be snuffed out. Well, if that's true, then you can say Robert Downey Jr. is related to Charlie Chaplin because he did do a Chaplin movie and played Charlie Chaplin. So I guess you can say it doesn't look that much like him, though. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Hi, hi. Lady Gaga ripped off that Alistair Crowley look. Whoa, it's Lady Gaga. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She's making more money than you and I put uh, together. So she, She's part of the <laughs> Illuminati takeover. Mm -hmm. She is. Denying that. That documentary last night was very interesting, though. You would have gotten some enjoyment out of it. Whoa, what the fuck? They, they talked about um, Jack Parsons. Yeah. That and, was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring up a little bit about Jack Parsons <laughs> here to let everyone in on that. Oh. The Manhattan Project guy. Yeah. Manhattan Project was just all around. Mm. <laughs> That's all I got. Just all around. Mm. Mm. There you go. Kind of looks like Orson Welles a little bit. He's an American rocket <coughs> propulsion researcher at the California Institute of Technology. He kind of looks like Jeb Bush a little bit. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was one of the principal founders of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and the Aerojet Corp. He was also an occultist and one of the first Americans to take a keen interest in the writings of English author and Thelema's founder, Alistair Crowley. As I'm going to have the FBI come to my house. <laughs> in this capacity, he joined and eventually led an American law to <coughs> Crowley's magic order, Ordo Templi Orientis, or the OTO. Aw, so the OPP. Okay, continue. Well, sorry. no, the, the whole, like, the whole <laughs> baby thing was like the most fucked up about it. What? What about he, the whole baby? He attempted... They were, they were trying to make a bajon? Golem. Yeah. Which is a demonic baby made of dead, dead human body so parts. Is that where and um I don't know. Is that how um the guy got the idea for J.R. Tolkien got the idea for Golem and Lord of the Rings? Yes. Oh, is it really? Yes, that's what a golem is. It's in it's in the Kabbalah. And then at the end it said something about he claimed that his daughter the, the Manhattan Project people confiscated the, the fetus while it was still in the womb and implanted the fetus in the center of the first atom bomb, which was the Trinity. And sorry. boom goes the baby, but yet he claims that the baby lived. I'm sorry, I'm just going to laugh at this. It was just a fucked up. And he also had connections <laughs> to who we discussed last week on the show, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. Wait, you guys actually talked last week? Yeah. yeah. 
But, uh... What are you talking about? Is it? Um, I'm looking through this. Did you listen to the show last week, Alyssa? No, but now that I heard what you guys did last week in the middle of the show, as far as you guys saw. It doesn't really say anything. No, I can't really say anything. It doesn't say anything on here about the gold. No, we did an experiment. Which, by the way, did anybody drink the... No, it got thrown out. Okay, well, it all got thrown out. Okay. Anyways, his Wikipedia page didn't say anything about the gold. Well, how... It's Wikipedia. I know, I know. How can you <laughs> believe any? Okay. But they they also uh, touched on the whole Tibet thing. Yeah. You know. And how Queen Elizabeth wouldn't see the Dalai Lama if he saw the they had like a big state thing for the leader of China. Okay. <laughs> huh? Can't see the Dalai Lama, but you can see. You know, party leader, yeah. yeah, that motherfucker. Why do we have such close ties with China? I don't, I don't understand it. Oh, because of Mitt Romney? No, no, it has nothing to do with Mitt Romney. We've so, always yeah. had close ties with China, oh, yeah. even during the Cold War. And even during the Cold War, when it was the communists against you know democracy, we still had close ties with China. It's because we're afraid of them. We've outsourced I don't know how many jobs. To China. Yeah. That is true. You know, all for what? <sighs> so we can be in money and power. Exactly. It, I mean, it go. It, it even goes into on on the documentary when they were talking about Bohemian Grove and the most powerful people in the world meeting and having these secret rituals in the middle of the woods in California. <laughs> you know, the heads of every large corporation. You know, people like Ted Turner and Steve Jobs, every powerful politician you could think of. Uh, the Bushes. The entire Bush family is part of Bohemian Grove. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it goes to show you, because Alex Jones, you know who Alex Jones is, right? PrisonPlanet.com. Oh, yeah. He, he, was, he was a well-known uh, right-wing... Uh, TV personality for a while, and then nine eleven hit. He was the first person to really come out and say something isn't right here. So he was fired from I can't remember what network. It was probably Fox. Probably, probably Fox, because they're the most conservative network out there. So he started his own website called PrisonPlanet.com. Does his own radio slash television show off of there, and he's probably. I'd, I'd say one of the most intelligent conspiracy theorists I've ever listened to, and he's a conservative. Oh, and where's Mark? He and I uh, share a lot of the same beliefs, but <laughs> okay. He and his one cameraman were able to infiltrate a meeting at Bohemian Grove. Caught some some footage on on camera. Oh, did they catch uh, Joe Bush walking out? <laughs> no, out. they saw like. <laughs> oh, sorry. And, and this is what's bizarre. There's. Like homoerotic artwork, like all over the place, and you know these guys are dressed in like dumb, like these just weird looking. What is robes this? Like eyes wide open, like, shit. Chanting like satanic chants and shit. Oh, it's uh, you mean eyes wide shut? The same yeah, that one. Come. That's what it sounds like. That or they had something <laughs> like that in um the Da Vinci Code. Actually, yeah, yeah because the Illuminati was in the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. It's. 
Yeah, because Freemasonry is all part of the. Uh, it, it stems from the Bavarian Illuminati, uh, just like the OTO and. How that most of our funeral directors and lawyers and doctors are in the mm-hmm. Masons. Did you know that DC was a kind of with how they came up with the, the streets? DC, yeah, you look at an overhead view of the streets is the shape of an owl. Yeah. Yeah. And they mentioned like the uh, the Washington Monument is 555 feet high, but of course it's got to have a foundation. It's got to be anchored into the ground somehow. Yeah. It is 111 feet in the ground. So the total footage of the Washington Monument is 666 feet. <laughs> and the, probably the most obvious one, the Pentagon. The Pentagon, because if you look at the pentagram, the center of it is a pentagon. Okay. Okay? So if you take an aerial view of the pentagon, what you see around it is a pentagram with the streets, the way the streets are laid out. I need a picture of this. (laughs) I I never really paid attention. I mean, I've seen an aerial view (laughs) of the pentagon. But never really. Oh man, you're gonna make me rethink of going back <laughs> visiting DC ever again. It's fuck. it's scary to think about, you know, the the level of brainwashing that our government <gasps> does to us. Didn't they say something about the layouts the same as a an ancient Egyptian necropolis in DC? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's craziness, right? I mean, it's obviously. Egyptian-based obelisk. Well, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I need a picture of this. All right. There it is, right there. Uh, Okay. See? All right. And the the Pentagon's like right in here. It's the Lincoln Memorial there. Yeah, it's. It's scary that the thought that goes into this, and I actually had read that uh, probably the most obvious one is t- uh, not Toledo, Sandusky, Ohio. What about Sandusky, Ohio? I can't spell Ohio today. Cause um, <laughs> for real, damn. Um, the street layout. For Sandusky, Ohio. Freemason symbol. Where's Walter when you knew him? I was just talking but about he's him. Part of um, the Demolaya, though. Well, actually, same thing. Freemason. Same thing, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Now he's a parent. Alyssa. There it is right there. <laughs> the street layout of Sandusky, <laughs> Ohio. It's a Freemason symbol. They have more Mason lodges than. Any other city in the country. Oh, there's one in downtown. And also... Yeah, so there's one in San Diego. Okay. Also, San, oh, yeah. Sandusky has the highest amount of UFO sightings. That's Ohio. Okay, because it, you know, it goes into, you know, the government's cover-up of UFO crashes and landings and the possibility that our government, the U.S. government, you know has been a part of... You know, they they have been you know allies with certain types of humanoid sort of aliens. 
that goes back to even but, even before the the secret meetings with Eisenhower and the aliens. Wouldn't you think that there would be more sightings where the arsenal is? Why? Because it's, because it's so overcast. Don't you think? Why would there be but, sightings there though? I don't know. There there is speculation with with the arsenal here near near us in Ravenna. Uh, that the plane that crashed down outside of Pittsburgh on 9-11 yeah. was headed for the arsenal because at that time, that's where we were storing the majority of our nukes, or at least it's speculated. Oh, man. As such. Yeah. But uh, my, my dad had a cousin who worked at uh, at, at the arsenal, and he said like he couldn't talk about what goes on there. You know, it's, it's top secret. Well, yeah. What do you think they put that there? It's probably one of the most overcast part of the state. It is. That's but, why. Um. So about this whole the whole Eisenhower thing. Uh. uh it's here. It is from uh, this online news magazine called it's Mail Online. online. But there, there's some truth behind it, though. I mean, okay. President Eisenhower had three secret meetings with aliens. Former Pentagon consultant claims. Former American President Dwight D. Eisenhower had three secret meetings with aliens. A former U.S. government consultant has claimed. The 34th President of the United States met the extraterrestrials at a remote air base in New Mexico in 1954. According to lecturer and author, lecturer and author Timothy Good. Eisenhower and other FBI officials are said to have organized this showdown with the space creatures by sending out telepathic messages. Oh my god. The two parties finally met up on three separate occasions at the Holloman Air Force Base, and there were many witnesses. Conspiracy theorists have, have circulated increased rumors in recent months that the meeting between the commander-in-chief and the people from another planet took place. Like, as time has gone on, there has been more evidence and more people that have come out saying, yeah, this really happened. I saw something on a TV show about that. One of those UFO yeah. TV shows. Aw, you fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> aliens have made both formal and informal contact with thousands of people throughout the world from all walks of life, he added. Asked why the aliens don't go to somebody important like Barack Obama, he said, well, certainly I can tell you that in 1954... President Eisenhower had three encounters set set up meetings with aliens, which took place at certain Air Force bases, including Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. He added that there were many witnesses. Eisenhower, who was president from 53 to 61, is known to have had a strong belief in life on other planets. And you think about it, okay, we had you know, been working on a space program for a very – since – the beginning of flight in the early 1900s, and the uh, Roswell Roswell crash was said to have happened in 49. This meeting took place in 54. I for and some reason thought the crash happened in 1951, but all right, maybe it's wrong. Um, do you know? I'm wrong. Do you know? I thought it was 51. Okay, yeah. between 49 and 51. No, it was, I think it was before 51. Yeah. Between 49 and 51, we'll just go there, okay? And think about it, it was between 49 and this meeting that took place in 54 that NASA was really kicked into overdrive. Is this a coincidence? Which, by the way, RIP Neil Armstrong, that's all I gotta say. Yes, and we're talking about UFOs now, space exploration. Neil Armstrong just passed away yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Neil Armstrong and I went to the same high school. 
You know that? Yeah. yeah. They actually have a huge mural of him right. in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> and right over here, like five minutes away from the, the studio, there's uh, the site of his first flight. Really? Yeah, when he was a, a small boy. Because there was a, there was an airport over there. Oh yeah. There was an airport over here on the west side. That's where he had his first flight at. Oh man. Crazy. Yeah. So Neil Armstrong has very strong ties to this area. Well, he is from but, this area, but. But you know, we go ahead and name a road after Dave Grohl instead of Neil Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> I like Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl is a yeah. very nice guy. Sure. But he wasn't the first man to walk on the moon. There we go. He wasn't the first man to walk on the moon. Uh, sure, he wasn't. Although was he may he may have been the first man to go from you know playing drums in the band being a singer in a different band. Uh, true, but of course Phil Phil Collins was first drummer to go to vocals. Oh yeah. I mean, the drummer Genesis <laughs> and lead singer, but you know. yeah. Neil Armstrong passed away yesterday. Tragic. Was it day before yesterday? Was it yeah. Two, 2 p.m. yesterday, right? Yeah, like 2.42 p.m. Yeah, so like I don't know. Like, I didn't tell you. John Glenn's still alive, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is he from Arkansas? Oh, no. I don't yeah, know. He's from Ohio. I just yeah, yeah, I can't remember where. Yeah, he's from, like, Kyle Falls or something. I have no idea. I don't know. Sure, we'll go Okay, uh, back to Eisenhower. Yes. Um, the initial meeting is supposed to have taken place with the aliens who were Nordic in appearance, but the agreement was eventually signed with a race called Alien Greys. <laughs> what? What? According to classified documents released by the Ministry of Defense in 2010, Winston Churchill may have ordered a UFO sighting to be kept secret. We need crazy hair from ancient aliens. What? Crazy hair. Crazy eyes. He never saw that. Yeah. But, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of Winston Churchill, a lot of people don't know this. Winston Churchill was a good friend of Aleister Crowley's. Uh, okay, now the peace sign that everyone knows today that was originated from Winston Churchill was uh -huh. shown to him by Aleister Crowley. It's not actually a peace sign, it's a B. It's a satanic sign. I was going to say, I shake my head. Okay. Okay. It, it, okay. I'm sorry. So it. This, this is world history that they do not teach you in high school. Kids. No, they don't. They do they not don't. teach you this shit. I'm sorry, people, but they do not teach you this shit. They're, they're not going to um, teach you about Prescott Bush or <laughs> Winston no. Churchill and Aleister Crowley. Okay. So the V side. What's that mean again? I, I have no idea what it means. It's a satanic symbol, though. Okay. Yeah. Well. I can look it up. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, yeah, Winston Churchill is sort of where it came from, but it was shown to him by Aleister Crowley. Come on, Tom. Winston Churchill had bunkers. It's a B song. That dude. Are you gonna work for him? No. Yeah. Well, no, I can't say much, though. He did a lot of good work. Okay, the B sign is a hand gesture in which the index and middle fingers are raised and parted, while the other fingers are clenched. It has various meanings depending on the cultural context and how it's presented. It is most commonly used to represent the letter V as in victory, as a symbol of peace, usually with palm outward, as an offensive gesture, palm inward, and to represent the number two. 
It was adopted in the 1960s counterculture movement as a sign for peace. Okay, so victory is what it means. Okay. Uh, is an insult. Okay. It's with the palm out, with the palm out. Well, right? yeah, especially in India for uh, when they do like Bollywood dancing, if you move your hand the wrong way, you can offend somebody. Okay, I can, I can see that. All right. Steve McQueen gives a British knuckles outward <laughs> fee sign in the closing scene of the 1970s motorsport movie Le Mans. Well, that's Steve a still McQueen. picture of the gesture was recorded by photographer Neil Swanden, and has been and has become an iconic image of both McQueen and the film. Oh. I never knew about that. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, though. Yeah, there's a picture of Rihanna giving it. Yeah, but... Mm. She's a whore. She's she's the princess of the Illuminati, according to her S&M video. Oh, yeah, that is true. But she's fucking hot. Here! Yeah. Chad! Crazy hair! You know him! Oh, that is cool. Okay. She had one pickup named Chris Brown. But, uh... Okay. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. The hell. You're not buying into any of the, this Illuminati crap, are you? I was at first, but you know, there's. Here's the thing. All right, with anybody who's in the public eye, they have a very different, very separate private life. Well, yeah, no shit. Okay, you know, like in. <laughs> no shit. When, when I was in L.A., I went into a lot of homes and saw a lot of crazy things, okay? Well, that's <laughs> L.A. for you. Satanic altars, like, in their houses and shit. Well, that's L.A. for you. Yeah. Not honestly for But it's, it's just crazy to think that some of the most powerful people in the entertainment industry, the most powerful people in the government, you know, the people that are... And <coughs> if you think about it this way, all right... They they use religion as the mouthpiece for everything, right? Yeah. Like, don't have an abortion. God says it's murder. Dudes, don't sleep with other dudes. That's that's gay. The Bible says it's wrong. But what it ultimately ends up being is just another form of mind control. They're you know they're saying well, brother, this but form. meaning another thing. Okay, they're saying don't be gay. Because we want to tell you what to do. And we're going to convince all the fundamentalist Christians to back us. Mm, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It's a form of mind control. And in this documentary, it went into like it showing, you know, interviews with, uh, who was that? Who was the, the Chinese guy? He was some sort of cabinet member for the, Oh, like the Secretary of Defense for China, or something, like something like that. So Basically, the, the equivalent, well, the, the equivalent of the Secretary of Defense to China. And then it showed an interview with Barbara Bush, and during these interviews, like neither of them like blinked whatsoever. The the Chinese guy wasn't even looking at the camera or the interviewer. He was just, like looking away, staring off in dead space. Okay. They were saying that he was like. Just programmed to repeat the same message. Yeah. It's China. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, communist. Well, yeah. <laughs> of course there but is. What, you know, what it is, I mean, you think about it, communism is basically inverted fascism. Yeah, okay. 
it's it's inverted fascism. And what has our government been? What has our government been leaning towards for the last thirty years? Fascism. You know, it all began with Reagan, who was supposed to be the the ultimate conservative. Reaganomics. War on drugs. <laughs> Just say no. After fuck. Well, there's speculation <laughs> that true. drugs in Hollywood are are used as a form of mind control. Don't do drugs, people. Well, yeah. You know, they if people that don't want to cooperate, they feed them drugs and snuff them out. You know, <laughs> it's crazy that the you know we tend to overlook the amount of power our government really does have. You know, this it, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was predicted. You know, it was predicted. In 1949 when the book came out. Yeah. And what what happened shortly after that? What happened shortly after that book was published? MK Ultra. Oh. Yeah. Government mind control experimentations that we let go on for 20 fucking years. Why would we let something like that go on for so long? Because we probably didn't know about it at first. Anytime the government says that they have some something top secret going on, you should be suspicious. Oh, yeah. You should be suspicious. Because if they're not letting us in on it, maybe we are the experimentation in this top secret project. Maybe we're just the fools. The what? The fools? What? Oh. But yeah, we overlook the amount of power that the government actually does have. Our our government could oh, use yeah. us as their puppets, which they do. Puppets going on us right now. It's a possibility. We're online. <coughs> you never know. But you know, it, it seems like since that first election with Reagan, where he ran against Jimmy Carter that it has been you know every election like okay let's just pick the lesser of the two evils you know it's never been this candidate is way better than this candidate you know and just, you know republican democrat they're pretty much the same in their policies just worded differently you know the republicans and the democrats have been in bed together since the 80s and we haven't really been paying attention to it. We're just like, oh, okay, he's got a D after his name, let's vote for him. Oh, he's got an R after his name, let's vote for him. That's what a lot of people do. Exactly. You know, it's time for Americans to wake up and not let this happen anymore. You know, our government, when it was established, you know, the the there was no elitists in this country. There was no rich and poor. Everybody was pretty much equal. Oh, yeah. You know, and as time grew on, our government, who was set up for the people, by the people, of the people, became a competition between the elitists. You know, the House of Representatives was established as it was to be a representation of the common man. Okay? It was established in that, okay, if we do become a nation who has aristocrats, 
they can do the presidency, the Supreme Court, the Senate, but let's leave this, the House of Representatives, with the word representative in it to be for the common man. It's supposed to be represent the people. But what has happened is the House of Representatives has been you know, overcome by these rich people, these elitists. How many of them are, you know, your average Joe? None of them. That one works their ass off like we do. None of them. Throwing that dollar. Seriously, none of them have, have really earned where they're at. And it's sad because we were, we were supposed to be governed by the people, which we haven't been for well over a century now. You know, now you have all these lawyers who have become career politicians that are now, you know, heading our government. Yeah, that's true. And it's got to stop, you know, in order for us to get this country back on track is the people need to take it over again. Almost like a revolution, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, okay, I'm not telling people to, you know start organizing militias and take over the government. That's not what I we mean. We don't need but to do that again. We need, we need, you know, the people to wake the fuck up and see what their government is doing to them. We already did that. You know? That's how we became a free country that we have right don't, now. Don't but. vote for Romney. Don't vote for Obama. You know, vote for someone like Joe the Plumber. Yeah, really. You know? Vote for the guy that... Well, not only that, a guy like Joe the Plumber doesn't have the money to run a campaign that people are going to see. That is true. That is true. It's, you know, something's got to happen to change the path that the country is on. You know, and nobody wants to talk about it. You know, people like Alex Jones and David Icke are are being persecuted for their their beliefs. You know, we are probably one of the last few shows out there that really gives it to people straight. Yeah. You know, we don't sugarcoat shit like Fox and CNN and Thank God for that. you know the liberal and conservative medias. You know, of course, we aren't we aren't you know. Well, we aren't told what to do or what to say by the FCC <laughs> either. Which, FCC, another form of mind control. Telling us what we can watch on TV, what we can listen to on the radio. You know, I think I, I sort of had respect for the FCC until pro probably about 9-11. You know, 9-11 was sort of the downfall of the FCC for me. Because you had FCC coming up with the blacklist. It was a list of over a thousand songs that could not be played on the radio. Because it would upset people. Oh, Upset dude. people. Are you fucking kidding me? Because artistic expression. You know, if... You know, it's a week after 9-11. If Bodies by Drowning Pool comes on the radio and it's going to offend you, change the station. Yeah, really. If that offends you, if rap offends you, change the channel. You exactly. You it. don't have to listen to it. You know what? Don't listen to it. Or turn the radio off. God damn. I just, I, I don't get it. 
turn it off, shit. They're not making money off of you. They're making off people who do listen to them. Yeah. I hate you. I'm, I'm looking. At, I'm, I'm looking for this list now, and I can't find it. Yeah, I was gonna. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna play some music, and we're gonna look for this list. And yeah, so here's uh, asking Alexandria with 18 in life. Found the list of songs that were banned. And it wasn't actually banned by the FCC, it was banned by Clear Channel. It's the 2001 Clear Channel Memorandum. It's a con controversial document distributed by Clear Channel Communications shortly after the September 11, 2001 attacks to the more than 1,200 radio stations they own. The memo contained a long list of what the memo termed lyrically questionable songs. Lyrically questionable. During the time immediately following the attacks, many television and radio stations altered normal programming in response to the events. And the rumor spread that Clear Channel and its subsidiaries had established a list of songs with lyrics Clear Channel deemed questionable and that stations might not want to play after the attacks. The list was made public by the independent newsletter Hits Daily Double, which is not affiliated with the Clear Channel. Snopes.com did research on the subject and concluded that the list did exist as a suggestion radio stations, but noted that it was not an outright ban on the songs in question. The compiled list was the subject of much media attention around the time of its release. Okay. Almost there. What'd you say? It's a suggestion. Yeah. The list contains 165 songs, including all songs by Rage Against the Machine, as well as certain songs recorded by multiple artists, for example, Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan, and the same song by Guns N' Roses. In some cases, only certain versions of songs were included on the list. For example, the cover of Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm is on the list, while the original Michael Jackson recording is not. Similarly, J. Frank Wilson's version of Last Kiss is included, but not Pearl Jam's cover. That's weird. Yes. But, you know, you have songs like Duck and Run by Three Doors Down. Uh, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap by ACDC. Uh... There's like four songs here by uh, Allison Chains, Down in a Hole, Rooster, Sea of Sorrow, and Them Bones. Um, we Gotta Get Out of This Place by The Animals, Walk Like an Egyptian, Sabotage and Sure Shot by the Beastie Boys. Uh, you know, some of these, it's metaphors that are used in the songs, that, not directly about things. It's like ironic on there, and it's in it because guy got on the plane when he was scared. Plane crashed, yeah. And, you know, you have Pat Benatar, Hit Me With Your Best Shot and Love Is a Battlefield, which, you know, are compare both of them comparing love to war. That's so you know? far Yeah. It, they're reaching. They were yeah, reaching just in You have uh, songs, about, songs that reference fire as a metaphor uh, as well, like Burning For You, uh, Smoking by Boston. That's like ignoring that there's a problem. Yeah. Uh, Doctor My Eyes by Jackson Brown. Jackson, whatever. <laughs> Bits and Pieces by the Dave Clark Five. <laughs> Rock the Casbah by The Clash. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Uh, Bodies by Drowning Pool. I, I remember that one specifically yeah. being on there because I'm like, well, you know, let the bodies hit the floor. Okay, I get it. But some of these are just out there. Bad Day by Fuel. Uh, Bad Religion by Godsmack. Um, Benny and, and the Jets. Anything that dealt with fire or death or flames. Yeah, and a lot of them are just used as, as metaphors, too. And this one, like, Leonard Skinner, Tuesday's Gone. Yes, 
September 11th, uh, 2001 was a Tuesday. Yeah. You know. Um, Barry Maguire, Eve of, of Destruction, is on here. Yeah, Ironic by Alanis Morissette is on here. Uh, Death Blooms by Mudvayne. Um, Run Like Hell by Pink Floyd. <laughs> All right. Sure. Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> I love okay. it. Like, Rage Against okay. the Machine, it says all songs okay. by Rage Against the Machine. Wait, is it? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, it does say that. Yeah. How about just, that? Just crazy, crazy, Under crazy the bridge, list. really? Bullet uh, with Butterfly Wings. <laughs> okay, Soundgarden, they have Black Hole Sun, Blow Up the Outside World, and Fell on Black Days. However, I can kind of see Black However, Hole where's Burden in My Hand or Pretty Noose? Or Jesus Christ pose. Uh, Why aren't those Soundgarden songs at once? Like if I was gonna ban Soundgarden songs because of 9/11, it would probably be blow up the outside world and pretty news. Every time I hear Jesus Christ, I just want to start saying superstar and <laughs> go into that mode. But okay. Um, Big Bang Baby by Stone Temple Pilots. What? <laughs> yeah. Chop Suey by System of a Down. Oh. Fly by Sugar Ray. Jumper oh. by Third Eye Wait, Blind. Fly by Sugar Ray. Yeah, yeah, that is on there. Why? I just want to fly. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Might as well jump. Van Halen. Oh, my God. In the year 2525 by Zager and Evans. She's not there by the zombies. Why is that song on the list? It makes no sense. Once again, government control. <laughs> Wait, Sunday Bloody Sunday? That actually... Um, Shit, that was actually something else. They actually something actually happened. And of all the tool songs, they have intolerance. <laughs> Fire and Rain by James Taylor, Burning Down the House, <laughs> Talking Heads. Some of these, it's just they're 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 metaphors, and it's it's ironic the inclusion of a lot of these songs. That's what gets me is just the irony of it. Like who would like who would reach this far as to yeah who would reach this far as to say okay let's ban ironic you know because it makes reference to apparently apparently somebody doesn't like Atlantis Morissette or that song in general what the hell what the hell Saint Elmo's Fire is on here the night Chicago died. Crush into me like head like a hole. I'm laughing at the irony of some of these. American Pie, seriously? Crash into me. Huh? American Pie was completely. It's about voyeurism, though. Yeah, it's about keeping tall. Yeah. American Pie, come on out. Dead Man's Party. Dead Man's Party. You know, this is the thing I Clear Channel. Like, what is wrong with you? My mom worked for Clear Channel. I know. Well, what the I, hell? I actually did an internship at Clear Channel once. Yeah. We'll talk did your mom that. have anything to do with that? Wait, <laughs> did she work for that in 2001? No shit. No. <laughs> um, um, I don't remember when she got fired. By it's, my friend. Some of these songs. Just... <laughs> Highway to Hell. Hell's Bells. 
Shot down in flames. Wow. The boy from New York City. <laughs> Why is it New York, New York from uh, Frank Sinatra on here? Why is the last in the name of it's retarded. The whole list is retarded. It's special. It, it brought the short bus. Uh, MRTV. Yeah. Poor helmet. Uh, oh, such, such Oh, but, you know, I, I don't care what Clear Channel has to say. And I'm actually going to play this next song. Actually. And I'm going to dedicate it to Clear Channel and all their bullshit. And this is dedicated to the FCC. Oh. This is Disturbed with Another Way to Die. I think I'm done ranting about the government for now. Yeah. yeah. But as I discussed at the beginning of the show, I have a list here in my hands. Top 10 greatest classic movie scenes. That's, that's a pretty good list, though. It I was is. looking at it. a good list. I, I put a lot of thought into this one. That's a, that's a great list. Now, some people may not agree, but, you know, it's my list, and I can put whatever the fuck I want on it. Right? Well, it's a pretty good list. So, Alyssa, what do yeah. I have at number 10? Number 10, you have Jason Biggs with Fucking the Pie. Can't go wrong with a guy fucking a pie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you point your dick to me all sticky like that, though. Well, why not? Uh, I never hear you complaining. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yeah. Uh, kind of sticky. <laughs> <laughs> not. Alright, let me see. Number nine. What's number nine? <laughs> the execution scene from Reservoir Dogs. One of, you know, for the longest time, I could not listen to Stuck in the Middle because of that. Yeah, that was a pretty intense scene. It and is. because of that, I just gotta... And what about you said you never saw it? I saw bits and pieces of you it. You told me you've never seen a Quentin Tarantino film. That is true. No, you saw Glorious Bastards. That is true. I did say that. We did go see Glorious Bastards. Number eight. So I did lie to you. <laughs> We're not worthy. From Wayne's World. Well, yeah. I you know, and it was, for me, it was a toss-up between that and Bohemian Rhapsody. But then I'm like, you know what? Oh, that was pretty epic too. You know what? Like, we're not, like, how many people do that now? Yeah. And still to this day do. Like, 20 years after the films come out. You know, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're scum. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Tyler. Yeah, come on, get up. You're worthy. You're worthy. Yeah, right. Classic. Yeah. I, I'd say better than the Bohemian Rhapsody scene. Well, I mean. I, you know, I quote that movie so much. Like, Al, Al Bundy, Ed O'Neill. Yeah. His, his one line, why is it you kill a man in battle and it's heroic? You kill a man in the heat of passion, it's murder. So <laughs> creepy. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then, of course, she will be mine. Oh, yes, she will be mine. Great movie. Yeah. People, people don't give that movie enough credit. That's a classic <laughs> film. Um, read number seven. Number seven, what do you have number seven? The entire climax from Detroit Rock City. Such an underrated movie. Have you ever seen Detroit Rock City? No, I haven't. Oh my god, it's great. Crystal, have you seen Detroit Rock City? Okay. Yeah. Great movie. Though. I like that. Like, like where, where the climax sort of begins is when the kid loses his virginity to the girl he's had a crush on. 
in a confession booth at a Catholic church. It goes out. There's like this huge stage, like in the middle of the street. His mom's got a megaphone. She's preaching to the crowd about how how kiss is like, you know, knights and Satan's service. And he gets up there and he grabs the megaphone and just starts like going off on her. And then at the very end, he just looks at her and he says, and now give me back my fucking drumsticks. Fucking epic. Great. Okay. You can't go wrong with any movie about Kiss, though. You know? yeah, sure. Even, I, I like Kiss Meets Man of the Park. I do. Whoa, wait, there's that episode of Family Guy. Oh, Kiss Saves Christmas? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Number six. Party scene from James and Oh, yeah. I came here to do two things. Drink some beer, kick some ass. Looks like we're almost out of beer. <laughs> Adam Goldberg. I smell reefer. Yeah, I'm smoking pot. Got a problem with it, man? Lori <laughs> uh, okay. Cochran is fucking awesome in that movie. <laughs> hey, man, the only reason you're getting a shotgun is because I'm not going, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> man, that's You know what I like about them high school girls? Yeah. I keep getting older. They stay the same Damn age. <laughs> Uh, the suicide scene from Dumb and Louise. Ah. Yes, I went for something classic here. Whoa, yes. wait. The suicide scene where they drive off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. You have another classic scene on it, too. Yeah, I do. Uh, several. Yeah. I think they're all classic. I really do. My, my opinion is on the best movies here. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. The uh, the rumble scene from the outside. Like if you start, that was a good scene. Start with, start with them scene. walking to the rumble all the way to Dallas's death. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just it builds. It's a, it's a climax. It just it builds the whole time, and then yeah. you know, like they, they go to the hospital and they see Johnny, and Johnny dies while they're there. No, Dallas so can't handle it, so he goes and knocks off the liquor store. Yeah, he gets chased by the cops and then killed. You know, it's yeah, great movie. It's what it the is. Best. The and book then, is pretty good. Oh, Cherry Valance. Oh, things I would do to Diane Wayne. The teenage Diane, Diane Lane and the, the mid 40s Diane Lane. And she looks She's, pretty she looks good. Range. I mean, Isn't she the one in that baseball? Yes, yes, she does. She was hot. In Diane Lane is very hot. You know, it sucks that like her career, like she just disappeared between Outsiders and, and Unfaithful. She came back. And Must Love Dogs was a good movie. I didn't, Cusack, see, that. I didn't see that one either. Didn't have Janine Garoppolo in it too? No, you're no, thinking you of Cats and Dogs. Truth, oh, truth about Cats and yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Alyssa, you're going to love this one. Number three. Number three, we got... <laughs> it goes to two from... Eleven. Eleven. Sorry. From Spinal Tap. Well, why not just make ten louder? It goes to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the final scene from Ghost. No, I did not want to put the Unchained Melody scene. Because it's just it's just this sappy romantic scene. Yeah. This is just it, it takes a different approach to what happens when you die. Well, yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I love the when the two bad guys die in that movie. The demons come and uh, carry them off. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. It's awesome. 
Then, of course, at number one, I have the opening sequence from Citizen Kane. Let me tell you what. This yes. Orson Welles knew Orson, what the fuck he was doing. Orson Welles. Uh, you know. He, he knew what the fuck he was doing. can't go wrong with any Orson Welles project. That's you know, true. I, I wish I could have heard that original broadcast of War of the Worlds. Yeah. People were losing their damn minds. Yeah. They actually... Yeah, there, was no, there, there was no, you know, intro to the show. It's just like we interrupt this broadcast for an important <laughs> yeah. message, and here comes Orson Welles talking about aliens invading the planet. Even though what the hell? Brilliant man, brilliant man. You know, and then like here comes Tom Cruise fucking up some Orson Welles with yeah. his take of War of the Worlds. Yeah, though you know what though, I. Have you ever read the original book War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells? No, I haven't. Oh, you gotta read that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what though? Yeah, it's kind of it goes along the lines of remake though. Um, well, and I went to go see the day the Earth stood still. They actually did a pretty good job of remaking it. That movie actually wasn't that bad. Jennifer Connelly, let me tell you what. She's very, she's very pretty. That's what I was going with. Yeah, that's what I was going with. She's very. She's very pretty. She can definitely pull off the 40s, 50s kind of look. She kind of could. And Paul Bettany over here, lucky bastard, very her. Like, what the hell? <coughs> Which, by the way, same girl was in, um, what was it? Labyrinth? Labyrinth? Yeah. Just saying. Okay. Even really close. Um. All right, going back to yes. what we were talking about a little bit ago with the uh, Clear Channel band. Yes. Um, most of you probably aren't old enough to remember. Try. I know you're not. You were born yet. Oh. The Filthy Fifteen. The Filthy Fifteen. The Filthy Fifteen. The PMRC. What was that? Tipper Gore, 1980s. Ah. Uh, Dee Snyder, Frank Zappa. Oh, I've heard about that. John Denver. John Denver. Oh, John Denver. Can't Okay, I gotta say, I gotta hand it to John Denver. Do not like the guy's music, but he he came to our side. He came out and he said, "There's nothing wrong with this music." Tipper Gore, you're an idiot. Because <laughs> she's married to the guy that claims that he invented the internet. Uh, you know what? I did not vote for Al Gore. I voted for George W. Bush because of Tipper Gore's fat ass. <laughs> She's a dumb cunt. Oh, you like fat chicks. Yeah. I like fat chicks. I just don't like Tipper Gore. <laughs> she was very pretty in the 80s, though. She was. Well, I won't give her that. But um, anyway, so there was 15 songs that they said were the filthiest, the dirtiest, the worst music that your children could possibly listen to. Don't let them listen. Yeah. Number one on the list is one of my favorite songs. Number one on the list is Prince, Darling Nikki. And it has what the, you know, it has here on this list too, what, why it was banned, and of course that one's banned for sex. Um, Sheena Easton, Sugar Walls, sex. Judas Priest, Eat Me Alive, sex. Vanity, Strap On, Robbie Baby, sex. Motley Crue, Bastard, Violence. ACDC, Let Me Put My Love Into You, sex. <laughs> Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. Violence. Okay. Madonna, dress you up. Sex. Wasp. Animal. Fuck like a beast. Sex, sex. and language. 
Def Leppard, High and Dry, Saturday Night. Drug and Alcohol Use. Drugs. Merciful Fate, Into the Coven. Occult. Black Sabbath, Trashed, Drug and Alcohol Use. Mary Jane Girls, In My House, Sex. Venom, Possessed, Occult. And Cindy Lauper, Shebop. Sex. Masturbation. Supposedly was what that song was about. Supposedly they seem to record as you rubbing one out in the vocal booth while she was singing. Supposedly. Whatever inspires you. Okay. Yeah, that is true. Whatever inspires you. Like my whole thing with the with the PMRC <laughs> and I, I was I was fairly young when, when this went on, but I do remember bits and pieces of it. I remember the explicit lyric labels when they first came out and stuff. And what got to me was you know, I was like, there's stuff that my parents will let me listen to stuff they won't let me listen to. You know? Yeah. And so I thought, like, why can't the parents, you know, listen to the music with their kids and That's decide? Exactly it. You know, and it, it to me it's daughter. it's laziness because it's like you know, the the parents now have a label, they go, oh, I don't want my kid listening to this. And, you know, I remember my teen years later on buying a record that had an explicit lyrics label on it. And listening to it and reading the lyrics in the lyric booklet and thinking, well, why is this label here? <laughs> Seriously. Most people swear you know? on their kids more than most of the songs yeah. are labeled. Exactly. That is true. Exactly. And, you know, like me, you know, being a, a musician and a, a huge music fan and you know, I have this radio show, so uh, music is a huge part of my daily life, and London and I listen to music a lot together. He loves music, you know, it's, music and cars are his two favorite things other than Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and, and Scooby-Doo, I mean, what more can you want? Yes, so, we listen to music a lot together, and he, he loves a lot of the same <laughs> stuff that I'm into, you know, and he... And, you know, most people would say, why do you let him listen to some of that stuff? Why not? Why not, man? It's reality. He's going to learn about this shit someday. I would rather my son learn about sex and violence from me rather than Jersey Shore or, you know, something like he's going to be watching somewhere down the road and I'm not around. I think it's better to educate your kids and let them know the difference between what's right and what's wrong. Than to have them try to figure it out on their own by exactly. sheltering them. Exactly. Sheltering yeah. the kid is not going to help them. Exactly. You know, like he, he sings along with some stuff. He'll sing along with Twisted Sister, We're Not Going to Take It. He sings along with Bodies by Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. Yeah, I've got videos of him on my Facebook page where he's yeah. singing those songs, you know, and I have no problem with it. You know, maybe that's because I was rebellious younger. Yeah. And Maybe it's because I'm rebellious now. Whatever, you know. He and you know what though, he's at that age where he doesn't know any better. He he may not understand it now, but you know, if he continues to like that kind of music, he's you know he's gonna eventually understand it. Yeah. And the fact that he's learning about it now, I think it, it'll be easier for him to understand it later. Yeah. You know. You know, I'm not one of those you know strict parents. It's like I don't want you listening to that. That's that's music of the Antichrist. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, if you, you know, if you, if you want to listen to Venom, you know, if you want to listen to Cradle of Filth, by all means, go ahead, dude. Like, music is music. 
You know, if there's something in there that you feel that you can relate to, yeah, dude, go for it, you know? You know, I, I, you know, I, I said this when he was a baby, too, you know, like, and, and people gave me shit about it. I said I would rather him listen to Marilyn Manson than Lady Gaga. Because, you know, I've, I, I've listened to Marilyn Manson. I've listened to Lady Gaga. I spent a lot of time my teen, teenage years listening to a lot of Marilyn Manson. And, you know, to me, Marilyn Manson music, it's a lot more educational. How so? He talks about religion, politics, you know. It's very educational. Marilyn Manson's a very, he's a very, very educated guy. Man. Yeah. He have knows what he's talking about. Read some of his books. Have you ever read any of his books? Huh. He's a very smart man. I thought you borrowed the book. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's and yeah, <laughs> you may say, Well, the guy's fucked up. Yeah, he's fucked up. We're all fucked up. All of us have something in our past that has made us fucked in the head. You know, whatever. Yeah. But I would rather him listen to a song that says Question your government. Question your religion, rather than let's get drunk and fuck. Right? Just my opinion, you know. And his, his, somebody let him listen to uh, "Party Rock Anthem" by LMFAO, which I I despise it. You know? Which you know what though? I mean, he he should listen to all types of music and not just all different. Yeah, he, he likes the song, and I'm like, it's it, it's not what it's, it's probably the the most uneducational music that, that that's ever come out. Well, <laughs> every yeah. song of theirs, it's the same thing: partying, drinking, sex, whatever. Yeah, we all do that, whatever. Not for four year old. Not for yeah. You know, like to me, Marilyn Manson is better for a four year old than LMFAO or Lady Gaga. You know, he likes Stone Sour too. The song "Say You'll Haunt Me." He loves that song. He loves, he loves the drums in that song. Well, I've been feeling he's gonna be a drummer someday. Well, really. he probably will. Probably will. But you know, I wouldn't. You know, if he wants to listen to it, I'll let him listen to it. I don't care what it is. But if it's something that I feel is, you know, not good for his impressionable mind, I'll be there listening to it with him. You know, if he has any questions about it, I'll answer yeah. those questions. You know, I'm not going to You know, I'd rather he heard the F word from my radio or my mouth than how I heard the F word for the first time in first grade. Huh. You know, in class. First time I heard the F word from one of my classmates. You know, I'd rather he heard it from me. Yeah. You know? Just my thoughts on it, you know? I've heard the F word since I was born from my mother, my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunt. That's that's the yeah. one word my mother does not like is the F word. I've heard I heard every word before that except for that one. Uh, I didn't hear the word hunt until I was a ten. Hunt? Wow. I heard that one pretty early on. My mom doesn't like that word. <laughs> now the the thing about kids today is they're they're a lot smarter than we were when we were their age. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they've had the internet since they were infants. <clears throat> you know, my son, he, can, he knows how to go on YouTube and search for videos. You know, he knows how to do Google searches at four years old. You know what? He can though? add stuff into his bookmarks on, on Firefox. You know what, though? Working where I 
at Target. I have parents coming in and they need to get headphones. That's on their list of school supplies to get. Yeah. I didn't have to get headphones for school. Elementary school teachers now are... I turned out quite all right. <laughs> elementary school teachers now have their own website and they have podcast downloads for their students no. to help them with their homework. Whatever happened to when we went to school? Writing notes. Yeah. And <clears throat> like what I I used to do is I used to take a little tape recorder and record. Oh yeah, I've heard. In case there was anything I missed while I was taking notes. Yeah, I've yeah. heard people do like that. Yeah, we used to do that. What's a tape recorder? You guys had those back then. What is that? I've heard people doing that. Yeah, I used to tape record teachers' lectures. I've uh, heard people do that, and I think I've seen it. I'm sure some of the listeners are shocked. <laughs> well, I paid attention too, but I'm sure the listeners are probably shocked that I went to school. I'm like, what? Really? You went to school? <laughs> you were a dropout. No, no, I went to school, college, did all that shit. I'm a college dropout. I'm college, graduated, can't find shit. Well, this is a beauty school dropout. Beauty yeah. school dropout. Yeah, I had friends. No graduation day for you. I am. We all know I. I Why am. did you just go to Greece? <laughs> she said, "Drop out." I was. She did. Frankie Avalon. Frankie yeah, you know. Whatever. Isn't Frankie Avalon gay now? I don't know. Probably. He was banging a Netflix yeah. cello. How does that turn you gay? I don't know. Scott Bay is gay too. Oh, yeah. yeah, he is. Since when? Since, Since uh, <laughs> always. Okay. Well, you don't turn gay. That's true. Well, I don't know. You turn gay. I don't know. Some people have. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Having a gay lifestyle and being gay are two Okay, Scott Bayo has a very gay lifestyle. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's gay. <laughs> Good old Chachi. Good old Chachi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Are you getting annoyed yet? Oh, me? Yeah. No. Does not watch TV shows, Taxi? What? Have you been an episode? Have you been an episode? Have you ever watched TV show Taxi? Yeah. Dumb Danza? Oh. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Um, oh, I can't remember his name again. Remember the other night we were talking about <laughs> taxi? I couldn't. Um, Jeff Conway? No. Uh, Andy Warhol? No. Judd. Uh, oh. Oh. Fuck. What's his name? Not Judd Nelson. No. Uh, Hirsch. Right? Judd Hirsch. Yeah. yeah. And Danny Uh huh. And uh, Crazy Eyes chick from. Uh, when a stranger calls, spells her name. Oh, oh, uh, Shelly Duvall. No, no. Shelly Duvall. All I have to talk about here is fake tail. I don't have another thing to put that one fake tail. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, I just can't think of her name. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Taxi, good show. I don't really have anything else to say about Taxi, I just like the show. Okay. I bring it up. You know what though? Uh, Wild Life was a good show. So is Mash. Mash is yeah. the greatest show ever. 
by the fox. There's a fox. Alyssa's, Alyssa's all bad over. I don't know what's going on right now. What? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Oh, whatever. This is what it's like on Planet Chaos. Chaotic? So it's been like this. <laughs> We're going to take a brief commercial break and then we'll be back. Alyssa, what? why don't you tell us about this new guy you're seeing? <laughs> Try I'm calling you out on the air. The what? Yeah, tell us about this new guy you're seeing. This new guy? Yeah. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? What, what's going on with this? Oh, do you want to... Oh, well, if you're going to be calling me out on it, why don't you tell us about the new girl you're seeing? We don't talk about my personal life. <clears throat> then why are we talking about mine? Because we can. Really? Yeah. Why are we here? She looks mad. I'm just letting everyone know that right now. She looks mad that I'm talking about this on the air. Wait a minute. If we're talking about my personal life on air, then we gotta talk about yours on air. No, so why don't you tell us about the new brother saying? We don't do that. Well, then we're not doing that with me either. Yeah, we are. No, we're yeah. not. No. Why do you look so mad about it? Like You're pissed that I'm talking Dude, about this. Dude, if I was pissed, I'd be quiet right now. You've seen me pissed, so you know I'd be quiet right now. So tell us about it. What the fuck do you want to know we, about him? We, we want to know what's going on here. Like, what's are you guys on? are you guys dating? Are you guys serious? Are you guys talking about marriage? Are you guys in love? I'm talking about marriage. What, what does he look like? Tell me what he looks like. For real? Yes. Tell everybody. Everybody's interested to know <laughs> what's going on in Alyssa's personal life. Whoa! Oh! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up, what? 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 Why, why do you want to know about my personal life? Everybody wants to know. Everybody. What does this guy look like? Does he look like? Is he listening to the show right now? Yes, he is. Is he really? Yeah. That, yes. That's why That's why she's being all quiet. That's why she doesn't want to talk about it. He is listening. He's listening, that's why. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. That all I have to say, because I'm pretty sure he is listening right now. All I have to say is, whoop whoop, because I know he'll know what I'm talking. When I know I'll get a text from him just by saying that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I will. Sorry, that's what I'm doing. What the hell? Oops. She's interrupting. Yeah. So okay, what what do you get a text about? Huh? So did you get a text from him about what? He's saying whoop whoop. I bet you I will. What the hell is that? <laughs> um. Inside joke no, apparently. it's not. It's not because apparently. Well, if we're not in on it. No, because apparently I said something about it not last week but the week before episode about how ICP is um a new hybrid group in the FBI because they're gangbangers. Yes, he listens to ICP. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't knock him for it. He that that was an epic face palm, since you can't see it. <laughs> listen, we don't knock each other for the music we listen to, so. We, we, we don't. Ska. That's because it's ska. <laughs> it's awesome. No. It's awesome. So he's a juggalo, all right? Yeah, yeah, I'll. No, I, I know I've, I've told my, my story about 
the ICP show that I had the review. Uh, yeah. Nobody told me that they spray everybody with Fago. They do. Oh, so I've heard that it's diet Fago because it, uh, I don't It's less hard. sticky or something. Yeah, plus I think it gives off more of a spray every time you shake it up. I, I was, oh, I was explained to why Diet Fago. I don't exactly I, remember what it was though, but I was explained to why Diet. I, I never understood the draw to their music. Well, I mean, I can, I can understand liking an artist that I don't care for. I don't understand the obsession that their fans have with them. That's what I never understood. He said, I don't like it. He doesn't knock me for the music I listen to, so. It's like with, with the Deadheads, I don't understand that either. You know, I'm. The Deadheads, oh. I'm, like, I'm a, I'm a Slipknot fan, but I don't identify myself as a maggot, like some of the fans do. You know? Wow. And I don't get all obsessed with them, like. Whoa. Like like some artists have those Whoa. obsessive fans, you know. Yeah. Tori Amos has obsessive fans. Well, you gotta talk with Tori Amos. She sucks. She does not. She suck. sucks. She doesn't suck. She's not the best, but she doesn't suck. Oh, she's far from the best. <laughs> with lyrics like "cornflake girl" and "caught a white sneeze," okay. how could you respect her? I don't really like either of those songs, though. This is the only song that anybody knows by her. How about this? Did anybody know she was in a new wave band before she became a solo artist? Poor shit. Yeah, it was called Why Can't Tori Read? It was spelled all funky, too. Were they popular? No, they were not. It's Tori Amos. Of course it wasn't popular. Damn her for making those commercials for the abused animals. That was, that was, that was definitely Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Sorry. She is popular. Sarah McLaughlin? Yeah. Unfortunately. My mom Why Can't Tori Read was a 1980s synth-pop band fronted by singer-songwriter Tori Amos. The band released one album, also called Why Can't Tori Read, which was largely unsuccessful. Atlantic <laughs> Records abandoned promoting the record completely after only two months of release. The band originally consisted of Amos, Steve Canton, Matt Sorum, later of Guns N' Roses, and bassist Brad Cobb. The band worked with record producer Joe Ciccarelli and... Kim Bullard, later of Kajigugu. The name comes from an incident in Amos' childhood where she was asked to leave the Peabody Conservatory because she refused to read sheet music. And why can't Tori read is spelled the letter Y. K-A-N-T. Yep. For, and read is spelled correctly. It's, uh, why does Tori Amos exist? <laughs> <laughs> because because lesbians need something to listen to, right? We have Indigo Girls and Melissa Everidge. Oh, once again, crappy music. <laughs> Fucking Lilith Fair shit. <laughs> All right, but back to, back to uh, Alyssa. Alyssa's, like, trying to get me sidetracked here. I thought you had this new boyfriend there. Whoa. So why do you have your hair in pigtails, Alyssa? Why do you have your hair in pigtails? Because I want him to be in pigtails. That's why. That's why. Am I not allowed to have my hair in pigtails? Does, does he need handlebars tonight? Ooh. No. Have you had sex with this guy? Yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have a feeling 
I have a feeling I know what one of the questions is going to be. That this one over here is going to ask me. Oof, not. <laughs> I'm not going to ask anything like that on the air. <laughs> We're already talking about my personal life. I'm not going to ask any more questions about it. How's that? Not about that? Yes. <laughs> why is your hair in pigtails? Because I honestly want to have a pigtail. I don't know why it's so hard for you. Believe you look that. like Pippi Longstocking. Oh, I like pigtails. I think they're okay. cute. I like pigtails sometimes. <coughs> Handlebars. That's what they are. So. It's like a tramp stamp's a target. Whatever. At least I, I have a tramp stamp. I don't, I, do. I don't have one. I don't have a tramp stamp. I like my tramp stamp. Okay. Um, I got it before I was a tramp. So does he have any Hatchet Man tattoos? Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Oh. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Well, it's his vote. Yeah, that is true. He's on the FBI watch list for being a juggler. Yes, he is. Apparently, since jugglers are a new hybrid of gangs, been on the FBI watch list for a year. Because apparently he's a gangbanger. Yeah, I don't, I don't do gangbangs. I like my sex one on one. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I'm a rock musician. Of course, I don't like my sex one on one. Why are you trying to lie? I'll be lying. I'll lie. Now I kind of wish I had Porno Star by Buck Cherry to play. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa, do you have your top five list? Yes, I do. You do? Uh -huh. Do I get to make fun of you? Um, I'm a big old guy because I don't speak to you well since I updated it. Right. <coughs> you see what I have on her? You might with like one song. Uh oh. Maybe two. Right, since we're doing two episodes tonight, we're going to play a song and then we're going to come back for the top five list. Let's do that. Okay. Since this show is like, we've got a little less than an hour to go. Yeah. We'll do that. We're going to play uh, some Mud Bane. song's called Happy. We are back. Oh, man. Melissa. Yes. Top five. Okay. Oh, oh. Top five oh. songs from films. Okay. I've got. Oh, oh my God. Um, I have Adam Sandler's Want to Grow Old with You. Heck yeah, from The Wedding Singer. I love that song. Um, number four. Oh, hold up. I gotta get my list out because I need to do this. Okay, number four got Ghostbusters. <laughs> this is terrible. I know. Um, come on out. Can you hear Ghostbusters? You gotta sing along to it. Man, come on out. Number three, I have Hero from Spider Man. Oh, whatever. Chad Kroger. That's why it's number we're, three. We're going to make fun of him here in a few minutes, so That's continue. Number two, I have Hedwig's theme. It's actually the theme song from Harry Potter that everybody hears, and that's the actual name for it. And Love Rider. Dancing and Fuse. Yeah. And there was actually a, um, a movie with uh, uh, Jack Nicholson and Henry Fonda. I think I could be completely wrong, but there was an actual movie 
You mean Easy Rider? Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. All right, I got number five, Allison Chains Wood from Singles. I have Steppenwolf Born to Be Wild from Easy Rider. Number three, Adam Sandler, Real Love from Crazy Boy. Okay. Number two, Stone Sour, Bother from Spider-Man. Number one, I have Iggy Pop, Lust for Life from Trainspotting. Really? It's a good movie. I never saw it. But, okay, yeah. let's talk about Chad Kroger here. Yeah. Oh, just came out this week. after, like, what, six months? He's, uh, he's marrying Avril Lavigne, of all people. These crazy Canadians that would be shacking yes. up. Kind of like Alanis Morissette and Dave Coulier. Yeah, but, you know. Or Avril Lavigne and the dude from Sum 41. I was going to say something about how there was a 10-year age difference between them. I can't talk shit because I've dated older. But, um, so. Giving us a chance to write jokes about them anymore. They do it They're for us. They're giving us the punchlines. They do it for us. Chad Kroger and Avril Lavigne. How did they even meet? Uh, isn't he like old enough to be her dad? Pretty much. They met because I guess he worked with her on a um, a song or something of hers. That's how they met. They really? I I think I could be wrong about that. Did you ever hear about the? Uh, <laughs> The, the story about Steel Panther and Chad Kroger? No, why? What happened? Steel Panther asked Chad Kroger to do guest vocals on a song in their new album. Okay. And afterwards, they got asked, why did you guys want to do a song with Chad Kroger? They said, well, we wanted to teach him how, how metal's supposed to sound. <laughs> wow. Well, it'd be helpful. Oh, well, never mind. You know, he, he said in an interview a while back, that Nickelback is the last true metal band left. Oh. Yeah. Chad Kroger is 37 years old. Yeah. Chad, he's almost old enough to be my dad. No, I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> she's wow. 27. Okay, she's so, a year older than me. All right. No, I there's a ten, what, 10 year age difference there? Yeah. yeah a little creepy though, Marion. So, yeah. I'm 26. That's right, I went out there. Um, I recently dated a girl that was 12 years younger than me. Yeah, that's true. You did. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but that'd be creepy for me. Yeah, I know I just said I've dated older, but that's a little creepy for me, getting engaged to somebody. And Avril Lavigne hasn't had a hit in like 10 years. <laughs> but you know what, though? There are people who marry other people, marry each other, and there's a 20-year age difference, and they're in love. I think, so, I think the last song of hers I even heard was Mark that Mark Skater Mark. Boy song. <laughs> That was, oh my. Ten years ago. Years ago. She's had songs out. Derek Wibley, that's his name. Yeah, that kid. Yeah. That dude. I don't know. But seriously, yeah. Avril Lavigne and Chad Kroger. Uh, he's playing them that cute. He's got a horse face. <laughs> wow, she's put out albums since then. She had one in 04, one in 07, and one last year. Oh. I didn't even know she put out an album last year. 
I didn't know she put out anything after that first album. Oh! I thought she just sort of fell off the radar. She must not have had any hits off any of those albums. Hey, you little girlfriend. That one. What? Yeah, she had the song. Girlfriend. Song, yeah. It was really annoying. I listen to real music. I'm sure you do. I don't listen to that whiny, teeny bopper, bubblegum crap. Yeah. You know, and it pissed me off when she came out and was like, oh, she's a punk chick, and she's really hot. There's nothing punk about her. Yeah. <laughs> she's like another Britney Spears. <laughs> you know, it's bubblegum music. That is true. Music for <laughs> tweens. What was the name of that song? Uh, Girlfriend, I think it was. Yeah, right girlfriend. there. Girlfriend. I don't like your girlfriend. Yeah. Never heard like before. That. It's really annoying. Well, yeah. her face is really annoying. Her face is pretty. Yeah. No. She's pretty. She doesn't have a butt either. Is this it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, this is bubblegum music. There's nothing punk about it. Like, she wears pink and black. She's considered punk. Crap. This is like this sounds like Taylor Swift with no twang. So whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like that Valley Girl song. Frank Zappa, Moon Zappa. This is awful. Why do people listen to this shit? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna let everyone know that is not music. That is not music. Well, I don't know what that is. So. Huh? Some some people it is. It's not music. Some people it is. You know what? I respect anyone who can get up on stage. Yeah, me too. Because I don't have the balls to do that. All I have to say is, I can knock on her. She's making more money than I am. Okay, what what was it we talked about last week though? Yeah, what was it? Like uh, about songwriting. You know how I don't respect these young teen artists these days that don't write any of their own music. Yeah. You know it. You know, if it takes a team of 15 songwriters for Britney Spears to make a hit, why, why is she more popular than, you know, someone like, uh, you know, 6AM, where, you know, every song was written by one guy? Well, um, right? Yeah, because people don't care about artistry. They care about being entertained. And it's not entertaining. See, here's the thing. People don't listen to the lyrics. It, hell, they don't even listen to the, the keyboard hook or the beat anymore. It's all about how much can I shake my ass to the shit. Yeah. That's all it is. You know, it's not about even presentation anymore. And, you know, that's just the women. The guys, they're like, okay, I'm only going to listen to this if I can beat off to the music video. Hence yeah. why Lady Gaga's telephone song was so popular. Because <laughs> it had a fat-worthy music video. Fat-worthy. 
Yes, that's right. It's fat-worthy. You know, and I personally don't find Lady Gaga the slightest bit attractive. But I've heard so many guys go, oh, man, she is so hot. Oh, she's hot. She looks like a damn drag queen. She's probably very pretty without all that makeup on. She is pretty yeah, without she all the makeup on. She probably, she's super talented. I mean, I'll give her that because every, she's not talented. Every, every no. time she, well, like this, she's you know, a lot better than I do with the piano. Okay, just you know what? What? Uh, you know what creates the I'll illusion? The illusion of Lady Gaga being so talented. What? The fact that she hires the best producers in the industry. That's uh, what makes the illusion that she's so talented. <laughs> she can play the piano a lot better than I do. Can sing a lot better than I do. Well, rumor has it she doesn't even play the piano. <laughs> Although I have, I have actually seen her old band, the Stephanie Germanotta band, uh-huh. and the piano was awful. Why? Because you weren't playing it. It was terrible. She can't play piano. And did you guys hear the latest about Britney Spears? What about Britney Spears? Apparently, she did some uh, some special on HBO. Okay. Recently, it was a live concert thing, and everybody has pretty much known for years. A lot of these young pop artists don't actually sing at their concerts. They oh, sing. a while ago when she started talking. Yeah. Yeah, they're like she was lip syncing. Oh but at least God. it was her voice that she was lip syncing to. And, like, and you could hear because they forgot to mute the mic because you, you know they keep the mic to where she could talk in between songs. So they unmute it in between songs. They forgot to mute it, so you can hear her kind of lip-syncing, like, singing a little bit, you know? Like, they made a big deal about it. At least it's like, no shit, of course she lip-syncs. At least she's lip-syncing to her own voice. You know, it takes a lot of of talented people and a lot of machinery to make her sound good in the studio. There's no way she sounds like that in person, and it's sad. Because she really can't sing all that well to begin with. Yeah, well, apparently Mickey Mouse wanted her. She had a record deal, and well, no wonder she went out crazy and shaved her head. She had a record deal because she wore a fucking schoolgirl's skirt. Well, shit, I should have had a record deal. Like it's the only reason she was famous. Twelve years ago, and she was. She's not even that attractive either. She's a blonde chick with big tits. Who wore a schoolgirl uniform and she got popular because of it. Yeah. She's not talented. Wow. You know, it's like, you know, Lady Gaga struggled for so long to, to make it big, and she found the gimmick that worked for her. You well, know? Yeah. She catered to the homos. <laughs> well, she's making more money than I ever will. Not going to lottery. And I'll probably have more money than she does. Yeah, she sucks though. Money doesn't equal talent. Selling records doesn't equal talent. You know, and it, it's not even about who's good and who's not anymore. It's about, you know, who has the best presentation. And who has the, the most promotions behind them. You know, we don't decide what's good. You know, the record labels decides for us what's good. John's pretty good, but he's got all those. But he also came at a time when, yeah, you know, it was all about who was actually good and who wasn't. Yeah. You know, 
Pop music has changed so much over the last 15 years. You know? And it all sort of started with the the teen pop explosion at the end of the 90s. I will admit that I was a teeny bopper in the sense of... You, did you listen to the Backdoor Girls? Yes. Um, Instinct. Uh, yeah. Um, I did see Instinct twice. Not gay homos. No, no, I didn't like them. Um, I did like Instinct. Not as much as the There was actually a, a boy band from Youngstown that had one hit. They were called Youngstown. Youngstown, yeah. yeah. The Inspector Gadget thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I did see Instinct <laughs> twice. Second time was only because my sister... <laughs> My sister, because at the time Jordan Knight was coming out with a solo album and she wanted to see him. So oh yeah, Jordan Knight, the, the fucking song. It, so that's it, I, I never knew, I can never remember the name of it. I just called it the fucking song because well, that's what it was about. She wanted to uh, go see Jordan Knight because she was a because New Kids on the Block were really big when she was younger. So she was a huge New Kids on the Block fan and she wanted to go see him. Uh, That's why I got to see them. New the kids on time. the cock. I remember those guys. Well, that was all the girls my age were into Joey McIntyre. Yeah, my sister uh, was too. She even got a Joey doll. Oh. She got a Joey doll, and I think it came with the stage too. Wow. If I'm referring correctly. Debbie Gibson and Tiffany, I, the mall I queen. Think she really wasn't a Debbie Gibson or Tiffany, but I remember her really being oh, into wow. New Kids on the Block. I remember getting the Joey doll. Don't leave me, Kyle. Yeah, I know. The high pitched. Oh, well, he was like what ten when when they yeah. came out, something like that. Yeah. Uh, all this talk of crappy music makes me want to hear something good. So we're gonna play yeah. some music. <coughs> saliva? Sure. Saliva. saliva. Family reunion. Go in here and I win there. Well, obviously we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing your windows. Past is past, and we are losing. 
Chaos to all of you out there. Have a good night.